It doesn't work. It doesn't work when, when we believe, when, we, when we're going to do something in our own strength. We can't do it in our, our own strength. My, my, my strength is limited, so we need a solution. And I want to present to you a solution, a spirit solution today. This solution can come upon you like a dove. This solution can come and put fire in your heart again. Those who have uh, uh, all of a sudden, your, your word life has grown cold. He can come and renew your word life, renew your prayer life. He can give you new passion for your marriage, new passion for life, new passion for your, for your work and everything that you're faced with. I'm talking about a spirit solution today. On with the wind. Come on, say this with me, spirit solution. And when I say spirit solution, I don't mean that we lose our mind. I don't mean that we go cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Sometimes when you start talking about the spirit, you, the first thing that people think is that, you know, it's going to get weird. You, it doesn't have to be weird. I'm telling you, the spirit is the one that lives inside of you and I. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's here right now. He's inside of you and I, and he wants to do something mighty through our lives. I don't mean being weird. I don't mean that of the flesh. I don't mean some kind of emotional overload. I don't mean any of those things. I mean the Holy Spirit fall afresh on us this morning in 2016, because as we abide and we walk, in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, guess what naturally comes forth? The fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces produce. Come on, tell your neighbor right now. Produces produce. Listen to this scripture. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. The Bible says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Everyone say love. love. How many of you could stand to have a little love, more love in your life? Kind of spark up your love life a little bit. Come on, somebody. How many could stand to be a little more lovable? A little more loving? God doesn't love you because you're lovable. He loves you because he's love. And that's in... That's important for you and I to know because God wants the fruit of the Holy Spirit of love to flow through you and I. How about this one? How about uh, uh, joy? How many of you could stand a little more joy in your life? Instead of being like, just a prudent. Come on, everyone say joy. Joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. Where? Down in. Down in. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Too. Come on, joy of the Holy Ghost. Look. Peace. How many of you can stand a little peace in your, your life instead of anxiety and worry? And you know how to think, but you're just thinking about the wrong things. Come on. How about patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control? There is no law against these things. Let me, let me give you a little breakdown between New Year's resolutions and what I call the, the solution, the spirit solution. Let me give you an example. New Year's resolution, you want to get in shape. Well, here's the solution. Self-control. Self-control. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's a real deal right there. How about this one? New Year's resolution, spend less, have a budget. Right? That's a good one. A lot of people probably desire to do that. Here's the solution. Faithfulness. And once again, self-control. Here we go. New Year's resolution, you want to be happier. How about this one? Spirit solution. The joy of the Lord is your strength. 
You know, I don't walk around like this. I'm not like this, like, <laughs> just a happy pastor. But I have deep, 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 deep rivers of joy that flows through me. Deep because I know I've been forgiven and I know that I'm loved and I know that he's crazy about me and it brings great joy within me. It may not be like, <laughs> but joy, joy, birth of of the Holy Spirit, joy that takes place because I'm in connection and relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can't, you know, I, I said this about three or four weeks ago. Let me say it again. Christians that try to put on joy when they're not really full of joy is weird. Yeah. Like, I'm, just full of, I'm just so happy. <laughs> Don't be weird, man. How about New Year's resolution? Better marriage. Better marriage. How many of you can stand and have a little better marriage? Okay, amen. Uh, where here's the spirit solution. Love and patience and kindness. New Year's resolution, you want to save money? Well, once again, here's the spirit solution. Patience and faithfulness and self-control. Come on, come on. We don't need any more resolutions that only 8% of them stick. We need a solution, a spirit solution. When I say Holy Spirit, you say solution. You ready? Holy Spirit. Solution. Holy Spirit. Solution. I say Holy Spirit. You say solution. Holy Spirit. Solution. Ah, gotcha. Woo. He is the solution. The Holy Spirit is the solution. When I say Holy Spirit, I mean I'm talking about being spirit-led. I'm talking about a Holy Spirit-minded. I'm talking about Holy Spirit-gifted. Over the next two weeks, I hope to share about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I don't hear a whole lot of that preached in the church these days. And I, I'm so excited to share about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have gifts inside of you from the Holy Spirit. Romans speaks of your gifts. Corinthians speaks of your gifts. I believe that there's, there, there, there's seven purpose gifts. I believe there's nine power gifts. And I, be, I believe with all my heart, as I begin to share and teach on these gifts, that you're going to identify the gifting that's inside of you. And sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit just wants to breathe. He wants to unwrap that gift inside of you. He wants to blow the dust off of it. He wants to bring revelation knowledge to you that you have these gifts that God wants to operate in and through you. How about if you're setting on the gift of word of knowledge right now? You've never operated in it. You've never stepped out of the boat in it. But it's inside of you. It's been put inside of you by the Holy Spirit. But you've never operated in it before. What if God wants to release that in 2016? You're talking about bringing a solution to someone else? When you walk up to someone and you give them a word of knowledge that will change their life forever and ever and ever. And then you have a word of wisdom how to apply the knowledge that you just gave them. Boom. Lives will be changed. Listen, this is the church. This is not weird. This is not like charismatic or, or Pentecostal. Or it's just Jesus. It's just the Bible. Come on. It's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through every one of us. You have giftings. You have giftings. It may be exhortation. It may be healing. It may be gifts of uh, administration or miracles. Or, but God. 
God, you have giftings inside of you. And man, we got to get ready because I think God wants to use, wants to blow upon those giftings by his Holy Spirit. And you operate in those giftings. Amen. Can you imagine the Jesus army just in this service? All three of our services kind of look like this, haven't it, yo? And it's like, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We may have to get the next building next week. I don't know. God had figured out we'll keep packing people in. But I just, I'm so excited of what God wants to do in 2016 especially by the power of his Holy Spirit. I hope to share on that in the next two weeks. J.O., is Holy Spirit the solution? I believe that he is the solution. The solution to, 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 to marriages and sometimes situations at work, education. Why haven't we turned to the Holy Spirit? Let me tell you something about birthing something. When you birth something of the flesh, let's say you get an idea uh, out of your flesh for a business and you want to birth a business. I'm going to let you know that if something is birthed of the flesh, it has to be maintained by the flesh. You'll work your backside off because it's other. Now, that doesn't mean that if something's birthed of the Holy Spirit, you can just like drink tea and just, ah, chill. No, it may take work, but there is a difference between something birthed of the flesh and something birthed of the spirit. You marry a woman or a man in the flesh, try to maintain that in the flesh. You know, if people come in here, why do we go after the presence of God? Why are we worshipers? Why do we praise God? Why are we excited about the presence of God? Because we want the things that's done at Heart of the City Church to be birthed of the Spirit, not of the flesh. Like if, if we grow the church this way, uh, every Sunday we're going to give away a new car. I'd be like, Talking to Ben Taves in the back. Ben, how are we going to raise money to get a new car? See, you have to maintain it by the flesh. But if you birth something of the spirit, a business, education, uh, a relationship, whatever it is, if it's birth of the spirit, guess who's going to help you maintain that relationship? The Holy Spirit. The Holy, he wants to be, Jay, are you, you getting so spiritual, man? You're going to ask the Holy Spirit about education, about who to marry and where to live and what kind of job occupation and about this and about that. I mean, I tell you what, I think you should pray about everything or you won't pray about nothing. You need to pray about everything. You want it birth of the spirit, not birth of the flesh. Man, I know that I know that I know years ago that God spoke to me clearly, Radine was going to be my wife. I know it was not just my emotions, even though I was Google eyes over her. I thought she was the hottest thing on the face of the earth, and I was excited. All those things. I had some emotion, but I'm telling you, I heard the word of the Spirit because we went through some tough times before we got married. But I knew that I heard, that I heard, that I heard that something was birth of the Spirit. The day that we got married was a day that we stepped into ministry, and we've been in ministry ever since then. Boy, that's got to be birth of the Spirit. I'm not trying to boast in that. I'm just saying that you want to birth things of the Spirit and not of the flesh. 
When youth come on Wednesday night or young adults on Thursday night, we want those to get birth of the Spirit and not of the flesh. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to help you in all of these things of birthing. Why? Because he's, the Holy Spirit's just awesome, man. I decided to look up the word awesome. Let me tell you the definition of awesome. Awesome is not defined as what Americans call everything. Uh, the fairground is awesome. The mic is awesome. Don's beard is awesome. Jordan's new Panther hat is awesome. But this this cup of coffee is awesome. This awesome. Awesome. I awesome. No, God is awesome. Say that with me. God is awesome. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place. Come on. He's awesome. Let me tell you the true definition of awesome. Let's get back to the real definition of awesome. Look, the definition of awesome is something that is wonderful, impressive, and sometimes frightening. I love God because he's frightening. I love him. He's a consuming fire. You, you don't mess with God, man. He's awesome. He's frightening. He's indescribable. Come on, he's impressive. Look at the oldest definition of awesome. It's something which, which inspires awe. Holy Spirit is awesome. Listen, extremely impressive, daunting, inspiring great admiration, apprehension, or fear. Come on, God is a W-E-S-O-M-E. He's awesome. Holy Ghost. I want to show you how I believe the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life. Not just yesterday, but today in 2016. If you'll turn your Bibles or look up on the Sky Bible to 1 Corinthians 2.9. The first scripture I'm going to read is very, very, very common. You hear it at prayer meetings. I think you hear Christians excited quoting it. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's quotable. But you can't leave off the next verse because it shows you how the Holy Spirit wants to work in and through your life on a daily basis. How he wants to, to, to commune with you, to be connected with you, in relationship with you. What he's able to do in and through your life. The Holy Spirit. You know, for the lack of knowledge, my people perish, the Bible says. God wants you to have understanding of these things of the Holy Spirit. You, you with me on this? 1 Corinthians 2.9, you ready? Here we go. But as it is written, I has not seen. So I could read right, right now. You're like, oh, that's cool. I've heard that before. Eyes have not seen. You got to meditate on the scripture. Eyes not seen. Hey, you ain't seen this yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen this yet. Eyes not seen. It goes on to say, ear, nor ear heard, you, 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 you haven't heard it, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Your eye hasn't seen it, your ear has not heard it, for the things that God has prepared for you. Like, wow, that's a pretty exciting scripture, isn't it? 
But how does that happen? How do we receive the things that God has prepared for those who love him? You love him. He has great and mighty things prepared for you. you got to look at the next scripture. Look at the next scripture, verse 10. You ready? Look at this. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He has things in 2016 that he wants to reveal to you. You've been stuck in your business and you've been trying to dig it out and search it out in your own strength. He wants to reveal it to you in your spirit. He wants to reveal to you the, 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 the keys to your marriage. He wants to reveal to you, come on, the things about your future. God, by his holy, I mean, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. He wants to reveal, come on, things to you that you've never tapped into before in 2016. Come on, what's revealing me? It means to take the blanket off, to take the cover off. He wants to open your eyes and open your ears. Come on, he wants to take the blanket off so that you can see he's got great and mighty things planned for you. But he's going to do it not through a self-help book, not through Google, come on, not through your own intellect. He wants to do it by his Holy Spirit. Greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. He wants to reveal to you by that thing that you've been stuck in. Can't figure it out. What should I do? This decision, that decision. Should we sell? Should we buy? Should we go here? What university? What's next? God, who? Him, she? Who am I to marry? Come on. He wants to reveal. Say that with me, reveal. He wants to just... The blanket off. How many times do we look to every source around us other than the greatest source in the universe? The all-powerful, the almighty, the El Shaddai, the spirit of the living God that leads you into all truth, the counselor, the comforter, come on, the holy one. Holy Spirit. He reveals. Say that with me, reveals. Look at the next part of the scripture. For the spirit searches. Say that with me, search. He searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. He reveals, and he searches. How many of you get on Google and you search for things that you need? How many of you hit a bar and you search for things that you want? You with me? You with me? Go with me. Go with me. The Holy Spirit is the search engine of your very spirit. You go to him, he's able to search out the deep things of God in you. He's able to search out, why? To give you what you need. How many of you know on the world wide web, I don't want everything that's on the world wide web. How many of you know that I don't want to hit the wrong search button and something come pop, popping up on the worldwide? Come on, somebody. How many of you know, but the Holy Spirit, he will search out and give you exactly what you need, exactly for your destiny and for your future and to be added to you. Come on. He's the search engine, the spirit of the living God. He searches, he reveals, and he searches. He takes over. He takes off the Holy Spirit. He searches those things. He, he reveals things to you. Have you ever been stuck before in your life? God, I need the answer. Man, it's been like, and then, what do you think that is? That's a word of knowledge. 
And then all of a sudden, okay, okay. How do I do this? That's a word of wisdom. Oh, I, I, I get into my nurse sermon next week. I got to stop right now. But I'm so excited because you are lock loaded with gifts and you're not operating in them. And if we're going to, come on, if we're going to rally for the cause and reach our city, you need to be releasing the God's gifts that's inside of every one of you. It can't be one or two people. It can't just be a prophet that we bring in once a year. Come on, it needs to be you, locked, loaded, caught, ready to rock with the gifts of God released inside of you. Come on. Holy Ghost. It goes on to say, verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that, we, that he may instruct us, but we have the mind of cross. How do we find out the mind of the Holy Spirit? I think through intimate relationship with him, of course. How do we walk in the Spirit? Led by the Spirit. Spiritually discerning. Receive the Holy Spirit teachings. How does these things take place? Well, last week I talked, I think is the number one key, or the first key is the renewing of your mind. Everyone say, renew your mind. Renew. How many of you remember that? Yeah. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, metamorphosed by what? The renewing of your, that way you'll know the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God of your life. Remember this, I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled in a cocoon, and before your eyes came out a butterfly. I'm transformed. How many of you remember that? So God wants to renew us. He takes us from glory to glory. We get the mind of Christ as our mind is renewed, and we're transformed from the inside out through the renewing of our mind. But there's another step that I want to hit to today. Number two, sanctification and consecration. Sanctification, kind of a big words. They're not that fancy. They're pretty simple. Sanctification and consecration. I believe a portion of the reason why we went from Emma to the fairground, 50 days or so, day 48, and then over to our new campus is because I think God wants us to have a season and a time of sanctification and consecration. What do you mean by that? Joshua, they're getting ready to go over into the, the Jordan, into the promised land. And then this is where this word is used, this, this word of sanctification and constant. Not, not the only place in the Bible, but this is where I want to kind of camp out here just for a moment. If you look at Joshua 3, 5, and 6, we're going to read it out of New King James. Because one uses sanctification, English Standard versions uses consecration, but they're exactly the same word in the Hebrew. Look at this, it's going to be on the Sky Bible. It says, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. Well, uh, Holy Spirit, I just need you to do all the work. And if you want me to change, God, you got you to you do the sanctification. No, sanctify yourselves. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up. Come on, you got to sanctify yourself. There's things that you can do to say, we're going to get to the definition of sanctification in just a minute. So you, you feel what that, what that is. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. How many of you want to see the wonders of God among us? 
what did it begin with? Sanctification became, was there before the wonders. Are you following me there? Okay, and it goes on to say, Then Joshua spoke to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Ark was really cool. I mean, it represented the, the presence of God. You didn't touch the Ark. You smoked. You liked that right there. It, it had the Ten Commandments in it. It had the rod of Aaron butted in it. I mean, it was powerful. I mean, it represented the presence of the Almighty, Most High God. Went, went ahead of them. Look at the ESV version. Joshua 3, 5, and Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify, consecrate. What is about to take place? Let me look at verse chapter 111. Go with me. Go with me. Sky Bible. Joshua, the Lord spoke to Joshua, said, go to the camp, do this. If you look, it says, pass through the camp, and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourself. How many of you know we better get prepared? Right. Yeah, 2016, right. prepare. Prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, 48 days for us. For three days, you could look at it another way, in about 20 days, the sound. For in three days you will cross over this Jordan to go into the, to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. God, listen, 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 listen. God has land for you to possess. Now these are typologies. These are parables. These are shadows of things to come. But God wants you to walk in your God-given authority. He has things that he, he has laid out for you. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now. You're somewhere in the future and you look much. He has things for you in the future. He wants you to possess, but you got to get ready. You need to prepare to get ready to possess the things that God has for you. Listen, you ain't got it all yet. How many of you are content? You're like, I'm ready to go to heaven, J.O. I just feel good. Just got everything. Everything's peachy. I'm just ready to go to heaven. No! God has great and mighty things for you. If you're going to possess all the blessings that God has for you, I think it, it takes being transformed, believing, renewing your mind, believing what God says about you and how he loves you and what he has for you. Renewing of the mind, but it also takes consecration, sanctification. Why? Because he is the holy. Say that with me, holy. Holy spirit. Holy. You can't just cheapen the grace of God. He's, I'm just going to live like hell and just do whatever I want to do. And I just, it's going to be. He's holy God. He's the holy Spirit, get ready, sanctify yourself, consecrate yourself. What does that word mean, J-O, to sanctify, to consecrate? Well, listen to what it means in the Hebrew. It means to sanctify. It means to hallow. Listen real close. It means to dedicate. It means you take your life and you're going to dedicate it to the things of God. It means to holy, prepare, consecrate, appointed. It means to bid, purify. It means to, to sanctify, prepare. 
care. Come on. It means to dedicate. Come on. It means to be sanctified, to separate, to be set apart. Come on. To be consecrated, to be hallowed, to be set apart. It means, listen, to be set apart. Come on. I mean, to be set apart. Come on. To set apart. Are you feeling me? Not like the world. He's a Holy Spirit. If you're going to be in communion with the Holy Spirit, if you're going to hear his voice, if you're going to have the discernment of the Holy Spirit, walk in the giftings of God that he has for you, I think that we have to be sanctified, consecrated, and set apart. Come on. Are you with me today? Can you feel me? Oh, he has it for every one of us. Let me say something. We can shortcut our meals. I can throw some beanie weenies, mac and cheese and microwave, have me a little ghetto meal in about one minute. I know how to shortcut meals. I can have me a big bag of popcorn in about 3.3 minutes. I can have some boiling water in about one minute. I know how to shortcut some stuff. You know how to shortcut. You know even know how, you know you even know how to shortcut getting money. Uh, I I can just go pawn off something today, Jo. I can go to the title. I can just sign off the title of my car, sign off the title of my house, sign off the title of my wife. I can get some money. <laughs> shortcut. Everyone say shortcut. We know how to shortcut in America. But let me tell you what, you won't shortcut. You will not shortcut the anointing of God on your life. You can't shortcut it, baby. Oh, you can in- imitate it a little bit. Copy it a little bit. But true unadulterated anointing only comes from the Most High God. You can't shortcut consecration. You can't shortcut uh, uh, sanctification. You can't, you can't shortcut this stuff you got to connect with the one that gives out those things. you got to be in relationship with him. Come on. God wants to use in each and every one of us. But there's a season, I think, that God wants us to step into of sanctification and consecration. I still didn't get all the thumbs up. I want to give you five smooth stones, I think. Next week, I might need to wear shorts up here preaching. (laughs) It's a lot hotter up here for some reason. In our old facility, we had high ceilings and fans. I'm butted right up against the heat right here or something, man. Five smooth stones that I want to share with you of consecration. Can you give me a little more time to do that since it's the 11? Can I just abuse the 11-11 service just for me? I've barely got through these five in all the other services. Lord Jesus, help me. Are you ready? Can we do this? The first one is this. Number one, the first smooth stone of consecration is worship him. Decide in 2016 from the front to the middle to the young, old, male, female, that you will worship him. That you will be a worshiper. Why? 
Why is that so important? God inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, we need the presence of the most high God. If we're going to be consecrated, if we're going to be sanctified, come on, we need his presence. Come on, worship him. What did Pharaoh, why did Moses go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go? Of course, to take them out of Egypt. But if you watched every time, about seven or nine times, whatever, he'd go to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go that we may go and worship. They were going to go a distance. They were going to separate themselves from Egypt. And then they were going to go and worship their God. Worship their God. Worship their God. In America, it's like some, I look at guys sometimes, it's like, do you have invisible chains around your hands? Shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. Broke my... Don't know the words. I was watching a New Year's Eve gathering. You know, we didn't make it till 12. We just falling asleep like at 10, huh, Ray? My wife's already asleep and I'm watching something New York City or something. You know, they have this concert going and this guy's just rocking the stage. You know, just rocking. And then he says, put your hands up. And I'm telling you, it reminds me a little bit of church, not exactly, but everybody there put their hands up. Would you put your hands up for a minute? Just feel that. Just, is that hard? Is that hard? Kick it. Come on. Man. The, the, the world is putting their hands up for this crazy rock and roll star. Come on. Will we worship him? Can we worship him in 2016? You go, what's your hands got to do with raising him? I think it has a lot to do with it. Listen, we're supposed to worship him with our entire life, but there's a place of worship. There's a place where music happens. There's a place where the church comes together. We lift up our hands. We lift up our hearts. We lift up our voices. Come on. We lift Lift your hands in the sanctuary. Lift your hands and give him the glory. Lift your hands and give him the praise. And we will praise him for the rest of our days. Come on. Come on. Listen, if we're going to walk in sanctification and consecration, we have got to choose being manly or being a worshiper. Wise men, they came to Jesus and they worshiped him. They gave him gifts and they worshiped him. Will you worship him in 2016? Will you worship him with me? Number two, will you wait upon him? You can't microwave baby Jesus. You can't be like, oh, I got 30 seconds, Jesus, here we go. 1, 2, 29, 28, 27. Hurry, Jesus, hurry. Microwave, throw you in the microwave. Beep, 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 beep. Got to go to work. Man, we got to get away from the microwave in Jesus. Listen, sometimes I know, hey, I'm as busy as anybody probably out there. But I go, there's times where I go, I'm getting with you, Jesus. And there ain't nothing getting in the way. And I don't care how long it's going to take. 
I got to get a hold of you today. And all of a sudden, I'll be waiting on him, not feeling anything. And it's not all about feelings. We walk by faith. I know he's there. But I'll also know when his manifested glory comes into the room. I knew on the front row while ago during this, the last song that Jesus was here. He's here right now. And all of a sudden, I'll be praying, just waiting upon him. And then he walks into the room. Ooh, everything changes. So it goes from striving to try to, God, I got to get a hold of you, to he's here. And it's like, now I don't want to move. Now I don't want to go to work. I now I just want, God, just, woo, just want to be right here where you are. Right in your presence, Jesus. Sometimes you just got to wait on him. Listen to these scriptures. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Listen, look, look, look. Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem. Oh, you mean to tell me we can't have the Holy Spirit when we want him just right now? Wait in Jerusalem. Look what it says, Acts 1-4. And being assembly together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Everyone say wait. wait. Number three, I think God wants to blow the dust off of your prayer life in 2016. You done, little, some of you done got all religious, and you just need to get nasty again. And what I mean now, I don't mean nothing perverted, but I'm talking about just downright crying out to God, seeking his face, crying out on the most holy one. I mean, getting serious, not all religious, but we got to get a hold of God. We got to get a hold. We begin, we seek him, we ask of him, and we become people of push again, put the pedal to the metal. Amen. Look at, look at Luke 9, 9 through 13. So I say to you, ask. Everyone say that with me. Ask. Yes. And it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. Look at that promise to you right there. Ask, you'll receive. And he who seeks, find. He who knocks, it will be open. I believe this is a progressive prayer. It's not like, God, you just, you didn't just, you just didn't answer it right then. Sometimes you've got to press in. Push, pray until something happens. If a son asks for bread from his father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, look, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit? You are welcome here. How much more will we give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Hey, would you just blow the dust off your prayer life? 2007, 16, and 17. Husbands, will you lead your families in prayer? Take walks. Pray in the morning. Pray over your wife. Pray. I pray over my dog. I do. I pray over my truck. I say, Lord. Everyone's told me what a bad truck this is. <laughs> I pray over it in Jesus' name. I pray you bless it. Amen. I lay hands on my truck all the time. Bless it in Jesus' name. You crazy, J.O. Well, it still gets me to where I need to go. I'd rather for it to be blessed and cursed. 
Number four, fast unto him. This is not an exciting thing to discuss. I like to eat like the next person. I like things like meat and butter and half and half and cheese, pizza, pepperoni. I like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Right? Meatballs, spaghetti. I like, I like. Let me tell you something powerful about fast and just once again, a step into sanctifying, consecrating yourself. Listen to the power of fasting. Just out of one scripture, the Bible's full. I think we just kind of speed read through the fasting areas, but the Bible's full about fasting. Listen to the Isaiah 58, 6 through 9. Listen to this. Is this not the fast that I've chosen to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke, the power, the power of fasting. It's not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring your house the poor who cast out. When you see the, the naked, you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Look what takes place after the fast. Look, look. Then your light will break forth like the morning. Healing will spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your real guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke and the mist, the point of the finger, the speaking of wickedness. Moses fasted 40 days. If you look at Deuteronomy, you'll see the position that he probably stayed in for 40 days. Deuteronomy 9.18. Most people may not know this. He fasted 40 days. Moses didn't eat or drink. Don't do that. You'll die. <laughs> but it was a supernatural fast. You know how he fasted? If you look at that scripture, he fasted just like 40 days in the presence of God. Something like this. Jesus fasted 40 days, probably just no food, because afterwards the Bible says that he was hungry. And then you see Elijah fasted, Ezekiel, Ezekiel bread. Daniel fasted 10 days on just veggies. Daniel fasted 21 days and with nothing, nothing uh, pleasant, no delicacies. And then you see Esther three days absolute to save her nation. You see Paul and them laying hands on one's fast. You see David fasting till the evening. Listen, it could be food. It could be media. I just encourage you, not legalistic, no rules. No one's going to check on you. It's not competitive. Maybe you've never fasted. Maybe you just say, I'm going to fast a meal. I encourage you to fast. What is it about setting aside time to spend with the Father, to be sensitive to his voice? I tell you, you don't eat and you come in here and worship, you'll think, what in the world has happened to me? You'll feel the presence of God, hear his voice. It makes you so sensitive to the presence of God. Fast unto him. And then number five, hope in him in 2016. Hope in him. How many of you have been through tough times before? How many know through a tough times it's easy to turn to something other than Jesus? If you read that, it talks about tribulations and what tribulations will produce. And hope deferred, no, hope deferred does make the heart sick, but it just talks about hope in that scripture. But listen to this. When you're going through tough things, turn to the solution. 
Oh, J.O., I I always turn to painkillers. Listen, turn to the solution. If you always turn to those things that numbs you, it could even be food, man. Not like a big old bag of chocolate or gummy bears, you know what I'm saying? But if you always turn to that, you never gain traction in your life. You never get stronger. Come on. He wants to be your hope. He wants to be your solution. Amen. We stand to your feet. Thank you for letting me go just a couple extra minutes. As we begin the new year, let's get our heart ready. Let's get our heart ready. As we begin a new year, as we get ready for the sound, let's get our ears ready. As we even begin to move again in 48 days, let's get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Sanctification. Consecration. How many of you think it sounds pretty good to maybe set aside a little more time for Jesus in 2016. And he produced the fruit of the Spirit through your life. Amen?